Boom, there it is. Ladies and gents, we're ready to rock and roll. I know taxes aren't the most exciting thing in the world, but you know what is? When you get that check or a credit to help out your tax burden, and that's what this episode's all about. Let's find out how you as an employer can benefit from what just went past in this last pandemic. So let's get to it. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Boss! All right, ladies and gents, look, finding good employees is hard to do. So when you find a good one, you want to keep them. We just went through a major pandemic and many companies had to let their employees go. Not to mention, many employees use this time to find new employment. Some employees use PPP loans to stay afloat and keep employees. Now there's more opportunities that employers can use to benefit from maintaining those employments. Today's guest is here to talk to us about the ERC or employee retention credit and how it works. So let's get ready to talk employees with Mr. Michael Slaywin. The party is on. If I can't bring excitement to taxes, I don't know who can. Michael, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Very happy to be talking about this subject that not a lot, of, not enough people know about. So uh, it's it's a good time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. First of all, I mean, I didn't even know. I'm, I'm, my background is in taxes and accounting. I knew about PPP. It was big. Uh, it, it was a big topic, especially during the pandemic. Employee retention credit. I heard about it. I didn't think very many people qualified for it. And then you hop on the show, you're going to help educate us. So let's start off with, uh, with you know, what is an, uh, an earned re- uh, employee retention credit? I was already going earned income tax okay. credit. So, so, yeah, it's basically think PPP, but easier and less onerous um, as far as difficulty to qualify for. Congress has updated the eligibility four times. Um, and continues issuing guidance. Uh, I'm sorry, the IRS continues issuing guidance, clarifying how to qualify for what could be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, based on the number of employees. And those, yeah, let's simplify this first because I know, uh, I'm a tax guy. You're a tax guy. If I say credits, you understand what I'm talking about. But the general public and my 17-year-old students for sure don't understand what a credit is. So let's start with that first. What is a credit? What are we actually applying for here? You are applying for actually a check. The, uh, The name is a misnomer, quite frankly. It means that you will get a check back from the IRS based on number of employees and qualifications. So it's so, not technically a credit. So in other words, is, is this not going on my tax return? This is a, a complete other application that we're going through here, right? Uh, correct. You are basically refiling your quarterly 941s. Okay. So 
just so we're aware, a 941, we're filing these on a quarterly basis. If you have employees, this is what you're reporting as withholdings, uh, wages, correct. things like that, correct? Absolutely. That is correct. Okay, so we're redrafting these. So how does the how does the, the credit act or how does the, the application process actually work? If I'm completing the 941, I mean, I'm literally reporting what I actually paid my employees. Um, and how does this credit get processed? What's the difference between filing a, a traditional 941 and then applying for this? So how you apply is basically make an appointment with me. I take you through a 15 to 20 minute questionnaire there are uh, four ways to qualify, as I said, and if you qualify, which quite frankly, most businesses do, uh, we gather your 941s for 2020 and 2021, as well as a payroll report. We take that, we have it scrubbed by our partners, and uh, then the, first of all, you get an estimate of how much you're going to get back immediately once you do the questionnaire. Um, and that's an estimate. We take the 941s and the payroll report. We scrub that line by line. And uh, then we send out an agreement to the business or nonprofit and say, okay, this is how much you're going to get back. And do you agree to move forward? Do I have to? filing the pay this back is it is this something i gotta pay back over time uh like the ppp loan for example was a loan right so yes there was a forgivable option that was included in that but a lot of people had to pay stuff back because essentially it is a loan with this credit or with this credit are we are we gonna have to pay this back at some point because i know a lot of businesses fear like i'm gonna apply for something i'm gonna get a fat check from the irs and then at some point they're gonna come call in asking for it back No, absolutely not. This is a refund and you can use the money for whatever you want, whether you want to put it back into your business, whether the nonprofit wants to put it, uh, it's unrestricted funds for the nonprofit, whatever the business owner wants. So I own an insurance agency um, and we we had employees there in the insurance agency. We really did scale down um, during that time. And we, we did keep uh, one of our guys there like full time. Um, so this is definitely something that's intriguing for me, but we're not a nonprofit. We are, we operate yeah. as an S corp. And so that's like, possible. what's the, what's the qualification par- uh, process for entities that are going to apply? It's the same for a business as well as any uh, entity. Uh, I'm sorry, any, any nonprofit. So, in 2020, you can have up to 100 employees. In 2021, you can have up to 500 employees. Um, you can qualify through revenue decreases, or you can qualify through partial or full closures. In other words, you couldn't go out to see your uh, clients because of government mandate, or you can qualify based on supply chain issues. You couldn't get certain supplies that uh were necessary for your normal business operations so let me ask you about um the employees that are no longer with me so i mean some of them we had to let go i'm sure there are situations especially in the restaurant industry for example they had a lot of staff that they had to let go during that time they just couldn't operate right i mean literally they were told to close their doors and so a lot of employees have had left and then there's a lot of employees that just left on their own. They had to figure out a way to make sure that they could maintain 
food on their own tables. And so the employee retention aspect of it didn't pan out so hot for 2020. Um, how does that affect the credit at all? I mean, do I get any qualifications or any any bonus for having those employees at that time and having lost them? Yes, you do. If you had them at any point in the second, third, or fourth quarter of 2020 and or in the first, second, and third quarter of 2021, you will uh, qualify uh, you will qualify for a refund through the employee retention credit. Also, interesting you mentioned restaurants. 99.9% .9 of restaurants across the country, and I work across the country, all over the country via Zoom, they qualify based on what was going on with restaurants. Um, in fact, I qualified uh, two guys who owned restaurants but closed them permanently during COVID. And they qualified, I want to say, for three or 400 grand. So even if your business is closed, even if you're out of business, you should still look into filing these. What about if you're if your corporation already went through its dissolution. So you already processed all your final returns. You've already processed your dissolution paperwork. The, the corporation doesn't technically exist anymore. Can we still go back and, and get those credits? You can, we can still apply for you. Um, and you've got your EIN number. Uh, you, uh, if you have a checking account or a place to put a check, you can probably qualify. I, I've not come up that question has not come up before, quite frankly, but I encourage you to spend 20 minutes with me, fill out the questionnaire, and we can go from there. All right. What about what about um, like revenue limits? Because I know that usually in taxes, there's a revenue stream or a, a, a cap into what you can earn, for example, uh, on a, in a business. So is there any limits on that? Yes. Uh, if you earned or if your revenue was greater than $1 million, then you would not qualify. Okay. So revenue has to be less than a million, um, like gross revenue. So anything over like a lot of restaurants, I mean, that can, they can hit that pretty quickly. I know my insurance agency hits that in a year. I think we do like 1.5, maybe 1.6 in a year. So that automatically disqualifies you on the gross side or on the net side. On the gross side, on the gross side. And it's uh, 1 million, you know, each year. It's not per quarter or anything like that. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's good to know. So let me, let me ask you about your background, Michael. Like how off, how sure. long have you been in this space and like, what got you here? Why, why all of a sudden this idea of working with, with this particular tax credit, I mean, the tax code is so big, so vast. Um, right. it, you know, there's so many different aspects of, of accounting that you can go into. Why, why this space? Well, I want to be clear. I'm not a CPA and I'm not an attorney. I work with my partners that uh, go through these the tax credits and have read the IRS document documentation, 250 pages. And I've read it as well. Um, they are attorneys and CPAs. They understand this code, this part of the code very, very well. My background is basically finance, sales and marketing. Uh, when this came out in March of 2020, uh, you know, there was an opportunity that was presented. I saw the need, number one, for this money with businesses and nonprofits. So I signed up to help get businesses and nonprofits this money. Uh, it's a pot of $400 billion. 
I like that. So, and, and yeah. here's the thing, because for me, it's, it's always about business, right? So at the end of the day, you found an opportunity with professionals that are already doing their thing and you're out there doing the sales and marketing. This is what you're doing literally right. on the podcast today is you're like, look, I know there are businesses out there that can really take advantage of this opportunity. This is what is laid out in all, I, I want to say, you know, uh, IRS scripture, which we call, you know, laws, right? right? So it's already there. The rules are laid out. The pot of money is there. I just got to get my message out to the to the entrepreneurs out there who don't know this exists. Why don't people know about this? Like, I, I feel like there's so many things that get passed in Congress that go into laws and people just don't know. Why don't they know about this? That's an excellent question. Uh, when the CARES Act was passed in March of 2020, when we went into COVID chaos, as I like to say, or as I don't like to say, but that's what I call it. Uh, PPP was the primary program that was uh, publicized. The reason it was publicized was banks were incentivized to get business owners to get loans. So in other words, a percentage of that loan went to banks. Okay. Um, ERC at the time had very strict limitations on who could qualify. Uh, since that time, it's been uh, Congress and the IRS have loosened the restrictions. So the qualifications, it's much easier to qualify. As far as why people don't know about it, it's just not been publicized. So there's guys like me um, that are out talking to businesses, getting referrals from folks that I've gotten uh, money for, gotten the ERC for, and just trying to reach as many of the 30 million small businesses that are estimated to be eligible to qualify for this program. Oh, I get it. I get it. You're not a big bank. So because you're not a big bank, you don't got big funding because you don't got big funding. There's no message out there saying, look, here's a, here's an opportunity for you. So you got to go grassroots and you got to get out there and, and basically talk to everybody you possibly can to do that. What's that journey been like, by the way? I mean, you're on this podcast. I'm assuming uh, you've been on multiple other podcasts. Yeah. What's that journey like as you go out and, and, you know, get on the floor, bang on doors, pick up phones and, and hop on, hop behind microphones. You know, I tell you what, it's really interesting. I started with my contacts, the folks who are in my phone, right? And, you know, there's a lot of friends, a lot of people I've done business with in the past, high school friends, things like that. Everyone's willing to help because they, they get it. They get it. They understand the need for this money. So the journey has been, some days it's, it's really satisfying. Like the day I qualified a nonprofit who helps young women who are aging out of foster care qualify for over $900,000 in a ERC refund. That was a really satisfying day. Um, the folk, the guy that had the restaurant that, or one of the guys that had a restaurant that started crying quite frankly over zoom because he was about to go, he was about to go file bankruptcy. So the journey has been, uh, quite frankly, very emotional. Um, when I qualify someone who has um, a real need that they've expressed to me, um, it is, it's very emotional. Um, so the journey has been good. Um, my goal, quite frankly, is to make sure that everyone that is eligible applies for this credit because uh nine times out of 10, they will qualify. 
we are in November, towards the end of the year. We're in Q4 of 2022. Uh, and like almost anything that gets passed through Congress, there's a window open for you to, to claim these, this type of credit, to claim this type of revenue. Um, is the window closing? Like how soon do we have to get on this? Obviously, the sooner the better. But is there is there a sunset coming here in the near future where it's just the opportunity is going to be gone if you don't take advantage of it today? Well, there's two, two ways to answer that question. First of all, yes, you are correct. There is a sunset. They have three years from that first 941 being filed to amend it. Okay. And that's basically what we're doing. It's amending that 941. The second thing I'll say is, you know, we've got midterm elections coming up pretty soon. And this is not really a political statement. It's just the reality of it. Um, if the House and Senate turn, it's possible that this program could go away. And that would really be a shame because we, pro we probably reached 15% of the businesses that are eligible. Um, so we've got 85% to go. It's a ton of businesses. And quite frankly, a lot of money to be distributed. So when, when people qualify, when they look, when you're looking at the 941s, is there any uh, particular line? Are you looking for the Social Security? Are you looking for the, for the Medicare withholding? Are you looking at the, uh, at the gross revenue? Is there a multiplier? Like how does the calculation basically work for this thing so that a, a business can kind of get an idea and maybe a light a fire under their butt to say, yes, I definitely right. need to get, get, a, get on this as soon as possible? Um, the... The calculation is above my pay grade. I will tell you that it is 50% of the first $10,000 paid in 2020 and 70% of the first $10,000 paid per quarter, per three quarters in 2021. So that's $26,000 per W-2 employee, depending on a number of factors. And that's why I partner with the CPAs and the tax attorneys and former IRS agents, quite frankly, that uh, those are the folks that take it through that calculation, make sure it's absolutely spot on. Once I give a number to uh, my client, um, after it's been scrubbed, after the 941s have been looked at, after the payroll report has been looked at, that number is exactly what the IRS is going to send you. And actually, I'm going to correct that because the IRS has actually been paying interest on that money. So I've seen as much as 8% because the IRS is backlogged. Um, they've got something like 90,000 applications that they have not processed yet. Yeah, they are definitely backlogged. Uh, and and I, I, I talk to, you know, I have a small tax practice as well. And, you know, some of the times I, I tell people, I'm like, look, if there's a mistake, it could take a couple years, but believe me, the IRS will catch up to whatever's going wrong. But on the flip side, when it's on their mistake, they will pay that interest back. They've literally right. been holding the money from you as a, as a refund. Maybe they're not gonna be as proactive to tell you, hey, we owe you money, as, as proactive as they will be when they say, hey, you owe us money. But right. when they do pay it back, there will have that that interest that's, that's part of it. Um, how long does this process take? So, yeah, the IRS is backlogged. They have a lot of applications. If we had somebody come to you today and, and apply for, for the credit, what's that process like? What's the time frame before they might see a check? Okay, so if they fill out the questionnaire, complete the questionnaire with me, 
send in their documents to, you know, the same day or the next day, it takes about two or three weeks for it to be turned around to get that rock solid number. Um, they sign the agreement, we send it into the IRS and the IRS is taking four to six to eight months. It's a, it's a, I can't give you an exact timeline for the IRS, and I don't think anyone can. No, um, can. Yeah, so uh, it's four to six to eight months is what I tell folks. Okay, that's good for to know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Supposedly, they're going to bring on some more IRS agents, and it's supposed to speed up the process for a lot of different things, but we'll see if that actually happens, when it actually happens. Uh, but for sure, yeah, you can't uh, – it's like when we do tax returns and like, when's your refund? Um, depends. Direct deposit, like uh, 21 days or less. Unless wow. there's a mistake, it could be a lot longer, right? Uh, you want to get a check in the mail? Could be four to six weeks unless they're backed up, which might be a little bit longer. I can't give you a ballpark for the IRS. But for you guys, it's a couple weeks to get the process started at least. Two to three weeks, sign the agreement. We send it in. Uh yeah, two to three weeks. Um, I've heard horror stories from of other companies doing what we're doing, even CPAs doing what we're doing. Um, you know, we've done about 20,000 companies, not myself, but myself and colleagues have done about 20,000 companies, uh, companies and nonprofits. Um, so we've got a lot of experience doing this. When someone tells me they're going to have their CPA do it, like, you know what? That's absolutely your choice. Your CPA can do this. Ask your CPA how many they've done. I always tell folks, ask them how many they've done. Because quite frankly, you're a CPA, right? Oh, I'm not a CPA. I'm, I have my degree in accounting, but I didn't go the CPA route. Got it. Got it. Okay. So most CPAs file corporate tax returns and personal tax returns. They're not typically dealing with payroll taxes. So that's why we say, you know, 250 pages of IRS guidelines. I have read these guidelines many, many times. And even though I am not a CPA, I've got a pretty good handle on it. Um, CPAs, it, it would, it's a, it's a long learning curve. So well, yeah, I, the way I like to describe it is, is uh, for some reason, when you think of a CPA, you think everything money related, but it's not, it's yeah, like a lawyer yeah. or like a doctor. Each CPA has their own specialty where they become an experts in that, in that particular field. So the one that's doing your taxes may not be the one who's uh, doing all your gap principal accounting may not right. be the one who's applying for your, or who's running your payroll. They're different uh, levels of expertise to run uh, that, that any CPA can do. Now, a CPA has taught all those fields, but they specialize in, in like very specific areas. So I totally agree with that. What's it going to cost? So like if we do decide, hey, Michael, like you're, you, I love what you're talking about here. Sure. I definitely think I'm due some money. I, I don't think my CPA is ready to rock and roll, but I know that this is your specialty and I'm ready to rock with you. What's it going to cost me to get started? Uh, you know what? First of all, your answer to uh, how the CPA specializes is uh, spot on. And I'm going to use that because um, it's Thank absolutely you. right. Yeah. Um, and I will say um, so. OK, so as far as the fee is concerned, we the two to three weeks when we give you that rock solid number. There's no charge for any of that. There's no upfront charge. There's no contingency fee. There's nothing like that. Um, after you get your refund in four to six to eight months, you can pay 
the fee, which is at that time 15%. If you choose, you can pay the fee upfront and it's 10%. So you save 5%, right? Um, so we have studied the marketplace. We're very in line with what others are doing. And I always tell folks that if, if going through our two to three week process and they go with someone else, if our number is much, if the number that someone else gives them is much different than our number, you know, again, it's, I, I have 110% confidence in the company that I'm with, that they are doing it correctly. Oh, I like your pay model because it really comes down to, are you going to do what you say you're going to do? Because we live in a world today where everybody makes all kinds of crazy promises, right? Uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. They want their money up front. And then when it comes down to, you know, where the rubber meets the road, they don't actually do what they say they're going to do. So your model actually says, look, I'm going to get you some money. You're not going to pay me until I actually give you the money, until I show you right. the result, right? And that, to me, shows that oh, look, I know what I'm doing. In fact, I'm so confident in I know what I'm doing that I'm going to get you the best result possible. And you're going to be so happy that you're going to be willing to pay me that up front. Now, if, I, if you want to get a little bit of discount, I'll hook you up at the beginning. But if you don't trust me, cool. I get it. We'll go totally. to the end. And you only take you only have to pay once you get that once you get that result. That to me yeah, is one right. of the greatest business models. I'm literally working with a uh, with a content creator team uh, that has been following our stuff on a regular basis, uh, and they're like, "Dude, I want to work with you. I want to work with you." And I'm like, "You know, I've heard it before. I've heard it before. I've heard it before." But now they're earning their way, and same type of model. Show me the result first, and then we'll talk about you know. Yes, this is exact. You said you were going to do something. You actually did it. And now right. I'm willing to take that next step forward. So tell me about that application process. Uh, if, if somebody needs to get some stuff together, what forms do they need to put together? What kind of history do they need to get? Because uh, I know, like, for example, you're going to buy a house. I need two years tax returns. I need two, years, two months W-2s, bank statement. What do I need to get together to get this thing rolling? You need to know your business or your nonprofit. You need to know why you closed when you closed. Okay, what was the government mandate that said you cannot operate? Uh, if you're a restaurant, you need to know when the government said, okay, you can have 75% capacity. That's a partial closure. Okay, um, if you, you know, sell fried chicken and you couldn't get chicken, uh, that is a supply chain issue. If your revenue went down, which many restaurants did, um, that is a revenue decrease. Only one of those three. You don't need all three. Um, and I, I want to emphasize also that if you receive PPP, you still are eligible. If your revenue increased, you still are eligible. Okay. Um, so what you need to do is basically know your business. And, um, I do send a, an Excel spreadsheet where you plug in your quarterly numbers and we see if you qualify that way. If not, I take you through the questionnaire and we uh, see how we can qualify you based on partial or full closure or supply chain issues. So what if we didn't have, uh, it, w it wasn't forced, like it wasn't mandated. Uh, my insurance agency, for example, there was no mandate um, to have it closed or, or restricted. It's just part of what happened in that business model. Does that kind of limit what we're going to do? You know what? Um, we can go through the questionnaire. I can ask you questions that may 
I, I, I've had folks on the, I had a school on the line the other day and I said to him, were, were your uh, sports and extracurricular activities? It, it's a private, it's a magnet school, I should say. And were they canceled? And I said, he said, yes. And I said, well, why were they canceled? He said, well, the city told us we could not hold those events, uh, those mm. uh, club meetings and all the rest. So yes, it does have to be a mandate. Um, and it has to be something that is, uh, the government says you cannot do, but I've got access to every mandate in every state, in every municipality. Um, so we can do some research, uh, if we need to, um, but really knowing your business and I, you know, most business owners that I come across, quite frankly, know when they were told they cannot have people a certain number of people in their uh, place of business, small hotels, um, tourist attractions, things like that. Uh, places were closed. They were told to be closed. So, mm. so even though it might not work for my particular agency, I got a lot of commercial business in our, in our agency. And this is something right. that any agency, if you're in insurance, if you are in taxes and you are doing some corporate returns, this is a great lead generation tool. This is a great way to bring value to your clients. So you can right. literally reach out and say, hey, were you affected by the pandemic? Let me try to get you some money back. Can you imagine how many referrals you're going to get because you give these people an opportunity to get a check in their hands? Anytime you give people money, they love it. I would love yeah. a check in my hands. So make Absolutely. sure you guys reach out. Uh, Michael, if people want to get a hold of you, they want to get this process started, how can they do that? Uh, they can email me at michael at ercplanning.com, which I believe is scrolling at the bottom. Um, there is a, uh, a link to schedule an appointment directly, or they can call me or text me at 314-503-5100. Um, I, I want to make one last comment about what you said about the insurance folks, as well as the accountants. I work with several accountants and CPAs and property and casualty insurance folks are also folks that I work with because their clients are the ones that were suffering, you know, during COVID chaos. Mm, great point. Great point. Great. Quick question. Is there an age limit that can use this or is there only a certain age that can use this? So in other words, if it's a 17 year old entrepreneur, uh, the entity is the one that's qualifying. If I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, rather than the age of the owner. Um, so the check is made out to the business in the business's name because that who that entity is the one that files the 941s. I don't believe a 17 year old, quite frankly, can even sign a 941, um, you know, because they're not of legal age. Correct. Correct. So it, it definitely not a uh, not a minor thing, but it's it's more towards the entity itself anyways. So you're probably going to have a professional if you do have if you're a 17 year old and you have an entity, you probably have a guardian or somebody in place that is managing that uh, that entity. And they're the ones who would eventually sign the check doesn't go to that person anyways. It goes to the entity itself. So, Correct. Michael, thank you very much, man, for coming on the show and, uh, and sharing your knowledge, because this is definitely a huge opportunity for a lot of people, whether it's your people in your circle or you yourself who qualifies make sure you guys check out more information uh if you guys want to get a hold of michael you can go to his website ercplanning.com you can find him on uh linkedin at michael 
uh, L. Slay, uh, Slaywin. So I'm going to spell that out. Sorry, Michael Slaywin, S-L-A-W-I-N, for those of you who are listening. And then you guys can go to his email address, mslaywin at appreciationfinancial.com. Reach out. Get your credits, man. Government's giving that money away. Get your piece or watch it go bye-bye because you didn't know any better. Or you didn't take advantage of the opportunity. Michael, thank you very much for coming on the program. Ladies and gents, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.